The things these streets have seen, like legends, half man, half machine, who head up north to go down in history. But here in the Ville, nothing comes for free. Because here, there's no should. These streets reveal what's really under the hood. If these streets could talk, they wouldn't. They'd roar. They've seen the unforgettable, and they just want more. NTI Townsville 500. Book now at Ticketek. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. G'day everybody, Aaron Noonan here. Welcome to the V8 Sleuth Podcast powered by Repco. It is Repco Supercars Weekly, our first of our regular Monday looks at the Repco Supercars Championship and the weekend. We got it off and running. It's been a long off-season since we stopped in October. We finished at Bathurst. We started at Bathurst, the Repco Mount Panorama 500. And the same guy that won then is the same guy that won on the weekend, Shane Van Gisbergen with a pair of wins. He's off to the perfect start, 150 points Saturday, 150 points on Sunday. So he leads the championship now. 300 points in the bag with two races and one round down. There are 11 rounds and 30 races to go, so by no means is this a done and dusted thing. But he looked unbelievably good on the weekend. Chaz Mostert, I thought he might have been able to land a bit more of a punch on Saturday with strategy. Same with Cam Waters on Sunday in the Monster Energy Tickford Mustang, but they're both off to solid starts in terms of their championship campaigns. But Hard to go past Van Gisbergen, his 42nd career win on Sunday. It's the first time since 2018, actually, that he's won three championship races in a row. So Bathurst in October last year and two Bathursts uh, on the weekend. Fourth time in the last five years that the the first two races of a season have been won by the same driver. He looked in really menacing form and certainly uh, is the favourite for the championship as it sits. I know it's only one weekend in, but boy, boy, he is looking the part, that's for sure. Uh, The perfect 300 score I mentioned, he did that in Adelaide twice, 2017, 2018, to start off those championship campaigns. But on both occasions, he wasn't able to carry it on and end up taking the uh, the overall championship at the end of the year. One thing that we saw on the weekend on Sunday, in fact, was a little piece of history that was probably not really in, on the radar of many people. We kept a little bit of an eye on this on Saturday, but once there was a safety car, we knew that it wasn't going to play out. It did on Sunday. We saw the fastest ever supercars championship race on Australian soil. That's a, an important qualifying point. So just over 172 kilometres per hour average speed for race winner Shane Van Gisbergen. Now that's fourth on the all-time list. The three fastest races were all held at Pukekohe on the old circuit before they put the chicane uh, in that back straight to slow things down a little bit. So previous fastest on Aussie soil was Phillip Island back in 2015, but no safety cars on Sunday meant that we have we had a very fast um, average race speed, just over 172 kph. But the racing wasn't flash. That was absolutely clear. Uh, the 1000 format obviously throws up plenty more variables with co-drivers and uh, some more track time and a different time of year, different conditions uh, and different part of the championship as well. Uh, but of course, this is really a one-off the Mount Panorama 500. It's not the intent. The intent is that the championship starts next year uh, in Newcastle with a return to the street race that unfortunately wasn't on the calendar this year or, or indeed last year due to COVID. But Van Gisbergen really often flying. 
He's my championship favourite. I said it in our preview podcast, and what I saw on the weekend certainly does not change uh, my point of view from that one at all. We'll run through the points in both the drivers and teams championship in just a second. A couple of things to come out of the weekend. You had to feel for Tim Slade, didn't you? I know there's so many people out there who are thrilled to see him back in a full-time drive, uh, running fourth on Saturday, pressuring Will Davison for a podium finish, and in the fence when that car uh, had an issue with the gear change and got stuck in two gears, and uh, Tim ended up firing off into the wall, and heavy, heavy contact. He moves into a spare car for the next round at Sandown, and that spare car, would you believe it, is actually the original, uh, it started its life, as the original Ford Performance Racing car of the future back in 2012, last raced by Chas Mostert in Newcastle. It's owned by Phil Monday, uh, as is the car that was crashed by uh, Tim Slade. Uh, so that car will be wheeled out for Sandown. Another change of cars will be Will Brown, the Erebus Commodore car number nine. Crashed in practice. They did an all-nighter to get the WD40 car back on the track. He completed the weekend. Will Brown um, sits 17th in the championship point score after the weekend. But they're going to move him into another car for Sandown, which comes up late in March. The car they're going to move him into, in fact, is the Bathurst Pole car from 2018 uh, that Dave Reynolds put on pole and, of course, that he and Luke Yulden drove. And everyone knows the story. Dave got the cramps and, um, unfortunately, had to pull out and get out of the car and they uh, lost what could have been uh, a very dominant victory. Last run in 2019 at Bathurst, uh, crashed by Luke Yulden up there in practice. So that car will make a return, having not been used last year. So a little bit of a, a change coming for a couple of the teams for the next round. Uh, the racing certainly wasn't amazing on the weekend, but i tell you what, Given what we've been through last year, given what's going on with the world, given what's happened with the world, and having not been to a racetrack myself since Albert Park, the minute that I walked out of the Grand Prix in March last year, the sun was out, cars were on the racetrack, people were enjoying the racing. Uh, I know it wasn't brilliant, but not every race is, so fingers crossed that the next few uh, are a little bit more competitive and the aero stuff's not as much of an issue, but it is what it is. Um, but given what's going on in the world, it's, uh, it's kind of nice to be able to just see some car racing go at it. Let's have a look at the points, shall we? Repco Supercars Championship to recap for you where your favourite driver and team is sitting as it sits with two races and one round down. Uh, Van Gisberg, I mentioned, leading the way. 333 points clear of Chaz Mostert, who sits on 267. Mark Winterbottom, third on 231. That's the highest he's been in the championship since July 2016. That's a long time ago. Will Davison, solid weekend in his return to Dick Johnson's team on 225. He sits in fourth. Jamie Winkup, fifth on 198. Cam Waters, sixth on 183. Of course, power steering issue on Saturday. Um, slowed his charge, led the early laps. He is definitely in the championship fight. Bryce Forward, seventh on 177. David Reynolds is eighth on 156. Jack LeBrock, ninth on 150, despite some uh, toasted toes. He was uh, dealing with plenty of heat in the footwell of the truck assist Mustang and ended up P9 in the championship after the two races. And Andre Heimgartner rounds out the 10 in the Ned Whiskey Mustang from Kelly Grove Racing. So Kelly Grove have two cars in the 10 with Reynolds and Heimgartner. Just outside, Brody Kostecki, 11th from Scott Pye. Todd Hazelwood, the best of the Brad Jones racing cars in 13th. Uh, tied on points, in fact, with uh, his teammate Nick Perkat. Zane Goddard sits uh, next from Jake Kostecki, Will Brown, Anton Di Pasquale, zero on Saturday, uh, got a fistful of points on Sunday. He sits 18th from Fabian Coulthard, Jack Smith, James Courtney, uh, crashed out on Sunday, so he's back on uh, 90 points in 21st. Macaulay Jones, Gary Jacobson and Tim Slade 
round out the 24 drivers, of course, Tim Slade with a zero, sadly, against his name. Teams Championships, one that doesn't really get looked at enough. We're going to keep you up to date with that throughout the course of the year. Here on Repco Supercars Weekly, Red Bull Ampole Racing, the Triple Eight team, lead the way. 498, so the points are combined from the two cars in each race to determine the point scores. And for teams with three cars like Tickford or four cars like Brad Jones Racing, they're split into two-car entities. Second, Walkinshaw Andretti United, really solid weekend, 444 points. Third is Team 18 with Scott Pye and Mark Winterbottom, uh, 369. Fourth is the Shell V-Power Racing Team on 345. Fifth is Kelly Grove Racing on 300. Tickford Racing sitting sixth on 273. Uh, and that is the entity of Cameron Waters and James Courtney nominated for the points. They share the boom and the garage, so therefore they're grouped together for the team's championship. Then Erebus in seventh on 261. Brad Jones Racing eighth with the points earned by Percat and Hazelwood. Matt Stone Racing sit in ninth. And Brad Jones Racing also tenth. They're the points combined from McCauley Jones and Jack Smith. So they are the way that the points sit after two races in the Repco Supercars Championship. The next round will take us to Sandown, back to Melbourne. The Penrite Sandown Super Sprint, March 20 to 21. It's a two-day race meeting, three races, one on the Saturday, two on the Sunday. And for the first time, we'll see bonus points in play, five points for the fastest lap in each of those races. So 15 points on the line for a few drivers to try to add to their tallies and boost themselves along. On Wednesday, good news. The next episode of the V8 Sleuth podcast powered by Repco. It's part one of two of a chat that I had very, very recently with a Hall of Famer himself, Fred Gibson, the 1967 Bathurst 500 winner and, of course, uh, team manager of Gibson Motorsport for so many years. Uh, we talk a lot of Nissan GTR. We answer plenty of your National Motor Racing Museum couch racer questions as well. A really good chat. I think you'll enjoy that one with Fred Gibson. It drops on Wednesday. We'll be back every Monday with Repco Supercars Weekly for the latest in news, views and numbers from the Repco Supercars Championship. Of course, too, jump on the web, repco.com.au forward slash the garage. It's your online digital, digital, I should say, destination for all things motorsport, motoring and supercars. There'll be piles of content. We'll be contributing the v8 sleuth team will be uh, doing plenty with repco this year lots of competitions and opportunities for experiences that you can't get anywhere else so follow the garage head to the repco website and sign up so you can be kept abreast of everything that is going on well our time's up repco supercars weekly is done we'll be back every monday taking a look at the world of the repco supercars championship in the meantime signing off until we talk to you again on wednesday fred gibson tune in make sure you subscribe tell all your friends it's going to be a cracker we'll chat to you then the things these streets have seen, like legends, half man, half machine, who head up north to go down in history. But here in the Ville, nothing comes for free, because here, there's no should. These streets reveal what's really under the hood. If these streets could talk, they wouldn't. They'd roar. They've seen the unforgettable, and they just want more. NTI Townsville 500. Book now at Ticketek.